and great-grandmother Juanita. Together the four generations presented a living portrait that was instantly arresting. Vestiges of Native American ancestry could be seen not only in my ex-wife's features, the defined cheekbones, straight hair, reddish skin tone, but also in the younger three, though to lesser degrees. Some of the physical traits from my side of the DNA branch were evident as well, ironically not pronounced as much in my daughter and granddaughter as they were in the newborn, who appeared with her open yet serious countenance, even in sleep, to be as close to a female version of myself at her age as there has ever been. Or so I imagine the case to be, given that I have never been privy to what I looked like as an infant or as a young child. In fact, I was 16 years old when the first photograph was ever taken of me. Nevertheless, judging by the chorus of declarations in the room, I wasn't alone in believing there to be a strong likeness between the two of us. Of course, aside from discernible inherited traits, each of the four women shone with her own remarkable essence, Juanita with her quiet determination, my daughter Beverly, family-oriented, vibrant and alive, an embracer of life and others, my granddaughter Aisha, knowing and certain, a modern young woman, and even Aeli, already a trailblazer, already making her mark in our lives. It was then in that unforgettable moment, while looking on fondly at the four generations of women arrayed in front of me, that the idea for this book, as a series of letters to Aeli, first flitted into my thoughts. As has happened a time or two in my wanderings, the idea that came to me unbidden in this fashion was about to require a shifting of gears. Over the past couple of years, I had been seriously at work on a book of essays that were to go under the collective heading, Unanswered Questions, Unfinished Lives. The scope of those questions encompassed everything from the most universally pondered issues of existence to the personal mysteries of my own travels, starting with the puzzles of life that I've been attempting to unravel since early childhood. In every stage of my growth, over the first ten and a half years, when I lived on tiny Cat Island in the Bahamas, separate and apart from the rest of the world, through my youth in Nassau and then Miami, all along the road to adulthood that began when I arrived in Harlem at the age of sixteen, and over the next several decades, in which both opportunities and obstacles endowed me with a sense of the true measure of life. Profound and nagging questions have continued to arise in me. The notion that my time is not unlimited, a reality that age and an earlier health scare helped to underscore, had certainly added urgency to the realization that I had many more unfinished, unanswered questions to address and much to do before resting. The other side of the philosophical coin had come from 
my observation that those who stop their questioning at 75, 60, even at 30, cut short their explorations and end up with permanently unfinished lives. To lose interest in life, to retreat from being totally alive and totally engaged in the worlds within and outside of ourselves, is a tragic plight in my eyes. Yet, one easily remedied whenever we muster the willingness to bear up to our thorniest questions. Such has been the focus of my writing in the period leading up to Aieli's arrival. Now, suddenly, as I stood in the middle of the hospital room positioned at the far end of my history in this lifetime, gazing adoringly at my great-granddaughter at the beginning of hers, a new...